28th April 2023 podcast on approach to hypothermia now uh, basically hypothermia is defined as a core body temperature which is less than 95 degrees fahrenheit or less than 35 degrees celsius the normal body temperature is between 36.5 to 37.5 degrees celsius so uh, for trauma patients the cutoff or threshold is less than 36 degrees celsius or body temperature of less than 96.8 degrees fahrenheit now hypothermia can further be subclassified into mild hypothermia or stage 1 moderate hypothermia which is stage 2 severe hypothermia which is stage 3 and uh, stage 4 which is a progressive stage of hypothermia now for the mild hypothermia core body temperature is between 90 to 95 degrees fahrenheit or in between 32 to 35 degrees celsius and at such temperatures the physical findings will be tachycardia tachypnea shivering vasoconstriction and patients may also develop fatigue cold induced diuresis and may also become hypovolemic secondary to this diuresis and impaired judgment for stage 2 which is moderate hypothermia the core body temperature uh, is between 82 to 90 degrees fahrenheit or between 28 to 32 degrees celsius and at such temperatures cardiac arrhythmias cold induced cardiac arrhythmias in the form of bradyarrhythmias atrial fibrillation or ekg showing j waves or osborne waves is very common hypotension and uh, respiratory depression altered consciousness pupillary dilation loss of gag reflex loss of all the other reflexes that is or hyporeflexia and associated loss of shivering is seen in stage 2 In stage three, temperature falls to less than 28 degrees Celsius or less than 82 degrees Fahrenheit, and at such temperatures, the electrical activity of the brain goes down. EEG shows decrease to no activity. The patient becomes comatose. There is complete apnea, fixed dilation of the pupil, ventricular arrhythmias or asystole, pulmonary edema, and oliguria to anuria. And in the progressive stage or the stage four of hypothermia, uh, death becomes apparent. Vital signs are not recordable, and the core body temperature becomes highly variable. Signs of life below temperatures of 28 degrees Celsius or less than 82 degrees Fahrenheit is uh, very hard to record, and uh, hence to differentiate patients who are uh, suffering from brain death or are comatose secondary to hypothermia, it's essential to get the body temperature back to normal. That is between 36 to 30, 36.5 to 37.5 degrees Celsius. Now, uh, besides that, the main mechanism or uh, the cause for fall in the body temperature is either there is uh, heat which is being lost too much, or there is underproduction of heat. So the imbalance which is present in between uh, heat production and heat loss results in a fall in the core body temperature, and uh, other cases it may be because of uh, inadequate insulation for in neonates or newborn babies where uh, body fat is not sufficient to allow insulation and so the body temperature regulation is very poor now core body temperature is basically a reflection of balance between heat production and heat loss which is already discussed heat production entirely depends on a breakdown of atp that is basically the phosphate bonds and then the heat is lost through the lungs and skin but sometimes heat is also lost through radiation and uh, from the body it primarily occurs in the form of infrared emissions 
now for in initial stages of hypothermia the body adapts to such conditions where thermoreceptors which are situated in the skin subcutaneous tissue they sense the fall in temperature and cause regional area vasoconstriction and hypothalamus also gets stimulated and it starts releasing uh, thyroid stimulating stimulating hormone because as you know thyroid hormones maintain the basal metabolic rate and increase in the metabolism can also increase the energy uh, production so therefore tsh increases and uh, all the stress hormones are also uh, increased so in such cases acth hormone uh, is released in higher quantities that causes excess release of um, cortisol and other diabetogenic hormones which cause the blood glucose levels also to go up now hypothalamus also stimulates by itself the heat production uh, and it does so by promoting shivering that is seen between temperatures of 34 to 36 degrees celsius or between 93.2 to 96.8 degrees fahrenheit now this vasoconstriction if it is for prolonged periods or if it is very severe this can cause decreased blood flow and uh, secondary to that there can be hypoxia hypoxia induced lactic acidosis and this acidosis uh, may tend to reduce the stress hormone production or catecholamine production as well now at such times when ecg is uh, connected to the patient uh, we may be able to see progressive bradycardia presence of j waves j waves or osborne waves are typically seen in uh, temperatures which are uh, below 30 degrees celsius or less than 86 degrees fahrenheit and are more prominent in precordial leads but overall besides these ekg findings can also show stretching of the Uh, uh all the intervals that is the pr interval the qt inter- interval the corrected qt interval all of these can get prolonged and patient may develop uh, atrial fibrillation or arrhythmias and bradyarrhythmias or uh, tachyarrhythmias as well now besides this the respiratory center also gets stimulated so in early stages it is stimulation which causes tachypnea but in later stages there is depression of the respiratory center and this depression is responsible for causing um progressive uh, apnea and uh, cessation of the respiratory drive at uh, further lower temperatures such as those which are less than 28 degrees celsius besides that the, the dead space also increases and there is a bronchial or alveolar edema that begins to develop and all the energy producing mechanisms in the body goes down at such low temperatures vasoconstriction will also decrease the blood flow to the kidney reduces the glomerular filtration uh, initial stages cold induced diuresis is seen but in later on stages uh, it's just anuria because of decreased blood flow and that is secondary to severe type of vasoconstriction platelet dysfunction and bleeding also may become apparent and vasoconstriction in general may cause uh, tissue hypoxia so physical examination is very important to look for blood pressure to look for the vitals basically the pulse rate the respiratory rate the core body temperature and usually the clinical thermometer is not uh, good enough to measure temperatures that are less than 94 degrees fahrenheit or less than 34.4 degrees fahrenheit sorry degrees celsius uh, so basically infrared tympa- uh, infrared reading tympanic membrane thermometers these are more preferred and for those who are critically ill patients core body temperature is obtained from uh, lower one third of the esophagus when especially when the airway is secured or in those people who are on uh, oximetric pulmonary catheters pulmonary artery catheters then you can also record it from pulmonary artery bladder catheter temperature sensors and rectal temperatures these are usually going to lag behind the core body temperature and are rarely recommended uh, for those patients who are unstable but for stable patients you might use them in hospital setting so in mild hypothermia we said there will be tachypnea tachycardia and uh, 
hypertension that is very common as the hypothermia progresses the person may become hypotensive may become bradycardic and respiratory depression to apnea and uh, followed by dilation or uh, fixed dilation of the pupil and uh, these almost make the person comatose now for lab investigations you can send a cbc because of hypoxia may cause elevation of the hemoglobin hematocrit levels and uh, low platelets can also be seen sometimes hypothermia also induces hypokalemia glucose levels will be high especially because of release of stress hormones as the body temperature keeps falling down that is cortisol and uh, growth hormone and catecholamines all of these are uh, secreted in higher concentrations so therefore hyperglycemia can be seen and uh, since the person is tachypneic in early phases that uh, induces respiratory alkalosis and the vasoconstriction causes lactic acidosis so it's like a mixed picture on abg and uh, as the uh, progression of this hypothermia is seen the respiratory depression increases and the person will develop hypercapnia hypoxia so respiratory acidosis and metabolic acidosis and ultimately there is decreased decreased carbon uh, increased carbon dioxide decreased bicarbonate and impaired hepatic metabolism especially of organic acids because of decreased blood flow to the liver as well uh, ptt and pt also gets elevated but the mechanism is not usually known and ekg findings we have already discussed that is prolongation of the pr interval the qt the corrected qtc and presence of j waves imaging sometimes may help you identify development of pulmonary edema or infiltrates now why this is precipitated sometimes hypothermia can be because of general anesthetic use uh, especially because after administration of anesthesia there is redistribution of the heat from the core to the peripheral compartment and there can be a linear drop so therefore active pre-warming of the patients at least 30 minutes before anesthesia is good substance abuse because uh, alcohol intake or any other stimulant drugs uh, intake they will impair the ability to respond to the cold temperatures uh, substance abuse is very very common especially in homeless people they also tend to have a lesser response to uh, hypothermia and for impaired mental status patients or those patients who are having stroke they are unable to find their way back home they are more vulnerable to uh, being lost in cold weather and can develop subsequent hypothermia for uh, patients who are elderly their uh, they are at high risk of development uh, of hypothermia because of multiple comorbidities that can interfere with the body's ability to regulate the temperature extremes of ages in fact infants and young children are also unable to maintain uh, the body temperature to near normal level because of poor heat regulating mechanisms in the body drugs like neuroleptic uh, medications because they suppress the sympathetic response and uh, therefore shivering is also suppressed in such cases and hence they are more prone to develop hypothermia beta blockers and uh, sedative hypnotics these are basically going to work the same way sympathetic response is getting blunt shivering becomes less and so hypothermia is uh, very common in such patients so what you do is you measure the core body temperature and then you can uh, immediately look for any ekg findings because of arrhythmias being very common when the temperature falls to less than 28 degrees uh, celsius and um, electrolytes blood glucose um, and uh, abg coagulation factors x-ray all of these can be done there are several differentials as we said uh, hypothalamic strokes will also impair the body's ability to regulate the temperature sepsis and uh, hypothyroidism all of these and concurrent infections all of these can uh, look similar to that of hypothermia so therefore uh, these things should be evaluated first so if the person is in uh, the hospital setting or if the person is outside the management is going to be different the main approach is going to be look for stabilization of airway breathing and circulation since those patients who are becoming tachypneic or in later stages of hypothermia where they become 
apneic stabilization of the airway and the circulation because of severe vasoconstriction the person will have poor circulation uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation becomes very important airway stabilization is for those patients who are comatose and cannot maintain their airway can be through endotracheal tube or using supraglottic airway devices but mainly intubation and uh, cpr is the main modality and for oxygen supply you can give humidified or supplemental oxygen that is at temperatures of around 40 degrees celsius or 104 degrees fahrenheit that helps in uh, preventing evaporative heat loss especially at the time of respiration to maintain the circulation at that time similarly you can also administer warm iv fluids that is crystalloids and um, they can help elevate the body temperature and external uh, rewarming methods can also be used that is by removing any wet clothings or coverings them with warm insulating blankets these are uh, external rewarming methods uh, active external rewarming can be in the form of bear huggers these can be used that is forced warm air that is applied directly to the patient's body and internal rewarming methods can be in the form of peritoneal pleural gastric or colonic irrigation with warm saline or lavage or atrovenous or venovenous rewarming or even sometimes hemodialysis ecmo support extracorporeal rewarming method this is a type of active internal rewarming but usually it uses uh, heparin and is undesirable in those patients who are having hypothermia and underlying coagulopathies so it's better to circumvent the use of heparin and therefore they have developed portable percutaneous coron uh, cardiopulmonary bypass as an alternative modality um, for helping the patients uh, undergo active internal rewarming so all of these should be taken into consideration and these are the things to be kept in mind for any person who is uh, coming to uh, the emergency department with body temperatures that are low